Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Vagabonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. <sighs> what? <laughs> That's the sound that everyone in our class heard on Panopto, uh, the recorded lectures. It's the sound of Katie opening a Dr. Pepper early in the morning. It's a wel- it's a welcoming sound. It's I think. It's the um, brunch episode of uh Yeah. The Vagabonds. The Vagabonds. However, everyone I mean, well, it depends on what time you listen to our podcast. Well we But our podcast is generally available early in the morning. That's true. Yeah, we're recording this on uh Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I still have morning voice. Um It adds some dimension to it's, this. it's raining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so it actually perfect. feels like fall finally. Yeah, it does. I need a jacket. Where should I go to buy a jacket? Let's talk about my clothing needs on the pocket. Anyway. Um, I recently have... bought Costco. a jacket at Costco. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a nice jacket. All right. You should yeah. look into I'll it. I'll go to Costco. You Everything can get some that... nice clothes at Costco. Everything Corbin gets from Costco, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. And she's like, thanks, I got it at Costco. And I'm like, you would. It's <laughs> you, awesome. You can also buy wool socks at Costco for a very reasonable price. I don't like wool socks. Oh, well, I don't. I, you don't have to buy them there. I, uh, but I appreciate the information. You have if you go to Costco, you actually do have to buy wool socks. They throw it in part your of the membership. You know what I need is glasses. Uh, Corbin, I, I have heard Cor- Costco has glasses. They do. I have Corbin glasses syndrome right now. I was mm, making fun of your scratched up. I was making fun of mm. your glasses. Uh, uh, I don't know, like a year ago or something. Yeah. Because they, it looked like you had taken some sandpaper to them or whatever. <laughs> but now I have Corbin glasses syndrome, and I need to. Get some glasses. But Corbin's new glasses are so cute. You know what I've noticed about glasses is that we're back in the 90s as mm-hmm. far as glasses sizes go. Yeah. Um, back then, and I have a picture of myself somewhere wearing my glasses, and it looks like I'm wearing two bus windshields because <laughs> they're huge. Well, Plus, I need progressive lenses, so. Yeah, there you go. Fuck. Let me just say that my glasses <laughs> in the 90s were not. And never will be again in style, I don't think. <laughs> I had like the little like really not really circular, but like not circular enough to be cool now, but like the oval ones. I had like the wire frame. Yeah, it yeah. just like didn't look good on anyone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, nineteen ninety nine. I think I had a pair very similar to that as well. I think the only difference between nineties glasses and today's glasses is the fact that a lot of them are plastic frames. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. like heavier plastic frames rather uh-huh. than the wire frames. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, I was at the eyeglass shop, and all the ones I liked were a lot of money. Plus, yeah. the progressive lens thing kind of blows. Yeah, it does. I'll do. Maybe I'll do Warby Parker. Yeah, I was can gonna say, that? can Warby Parker do progressives? Yeah, I think I'm gonna have them. I don't. I don't know how much I trust. I think I'm gonna get the frames and yeah. go to the, uh, the optic shop. Optic shop here and. And get them done. Yeah. That's probably know, smart. Mm-hmm. I, I like to think so. I like to think I'm pretty smart. Yeah. I don't know. We keep you around. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so speaking of it being really fall, as much as we might want to get out of Iowa, I will say that Iowa has some beautiful like trees and like nature. Because we went hiking yesterday at Squires Point up by like the dam and stuff. It was really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. 
Just like really beautiful like trees over the lake. Oh, really fall. I, I like really fall. Fall's it. all right. Yeah. I'll take fall. It's this it's been so warm. I know. That's what I mean. It's like rainy out today. It finally feels like fall. Yeah. But speaking of Let's fall, talk more about the weather. That's a good podcast. <laughs> that's topic. a good podcast. Yeah. The, welcome to Katie and Corbin and Dave's weather podcast. <laughs> I think that any podcast that we start now with all three of us has to have all three of our <laughs> names in the title. <laughs> you think it was a it, it was a uh, it was a mistake not to uh, not to include my name in the <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing in the beginning. You're a vagabond. Yeah. I'm a vagabond. It doesn't I, have any of our names in the title. True. You're not on the logo though. True. It's true. I I should be I should put myself on the logo. And and but sort of be peering over your shoulders. Yeah, that's like. what I was just gonna. Say. <laughs> but then I'd have to be like a a, a testicle or something. Yeah, that yeah. Would, <laughs> I, not, right. I don't want to be a testicle. It's all right. Um. Well, speaking of fall, uh, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month because mm. it's October still. Woohoo! So, um, can we can I discuss a little problem I have yeah. with breast cancer awareness? Yes, thing? Yeah, because nobody is unaware of breast cancer, especially well. people who have it and it does not actually support them. Anyway, what? Everybody's like, oh, let's do let's make a pink product for yeah for breast cancer awareness month, which I don't know. It sells products. Sells products. Do it. it doesn't yeah. necessarily bring awareness to breast cancer. I mean. And like very little of the money actually goes to breast cancer yeah. research. It's uh, pink washing, I guess we could call it. We're mm-hmm. pink washing the uh, breast cancer awareness thing. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, no, that's great. I mean, that's like I p- tweeted or posted from the Vagabond's account a uh, thing that said like, um, remember that buying pink stuff doesn't actually support breast ca- like breast cancer screenings, but Planned Parenthood does, which I think is a good thing to remember right now. Like we can like buy as much pink crap as we want but in the end like getting people screening and getting people seen when they have actual concerns is the important thing to diagnosing and treating breast cancer for sure yeah but um i actually want to talk about things that affect breast cancer survivors after they're treated um so this is something that's like very i think I think near and dear to a lot of people's hearts because I think a lot of people know someone who had breast cancer, but Mm -hmm. my grandma died of breast cancer. As did mine. Um, Yeah, when I was in college. So, um, and actually she she had breast cancer when I was really little and then she was in remission for a really long time. Same. Um, So I was lucky because I got to know her for my whole formative years. But um, something I think is interesting is, like I knew that she had had a mastectomy um, but, and she had chemo cause she lost her hair, but that's pretty much all I knew. But something I think is interesting is I started hearing about these tattoo artists who, um, kind of, they basically tattoo nipples and areolas on women after their mastectomies, mm. um, to try to make them feel like normal again. Um, I found this, uh, article from today and I think this guy was also on the today show, but um, cause I knew about this and I knew that I'd heard of this guy before, but basically, I mean, they've been doing like reconstruction of the areola and nipple for like a long time. Um, and usually it's plastic surgeons doing them, but, um, so this, the, oh, what's the traditional way to, well, to so, reconstruct. So I guess they were saying in this article that like, you can either take the old areola and nipple and like, kind of like transplant it, but that doesn't work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously it like 
doesn't have very good blood supply. A lot of little then. blood vessels yeah. that they would have to reconnect. And then they also like can do like a fake. It's like a tattoo, but it's just not as good, basically. Okay. And also like the some of the women who were like talking in this article talked about how it's like basically just like a flat pink pancake. Mm. And like they one of them said that like they went in to get it and they like showed them all these like color samples and she was like it was like i was picking out paint on a house like she's like how are you she's like you don't really pay attention to like what color your areola and nipple are like how are you supposed to know what color is gonna like look good on your skin you know like all this stuff yeah and she's like it's just so weird um but this guy who does them so vinnie myers is the guy who they talk about mostly in this article but i know that there's other tattoo artists who do the same thing he has more people in his practice as well but um so they talk about how he like really he's a perfectionist so they talk a lot about that but he like you know takes time to like look at their skin tone and like pick out colors that are gonna like match and then he also like uses shading and like the color and the shading and the light like to make it look three-dimensional um which just makes it look more more natural. Um, and I've, I mean, I've seen a patient with a tattooed nipple and it looked, I mean, I didn't realize it at first that it was not real. So is it somehow three-dimensional or? It like looks three-dimensional looks with like th- yeah. the shading. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. But yeah. Have you ever seen, do you know? I have never seen one, no. I'm yeah. trying to look for an example here. Yeah. But I can't really. Why is there a dog? <laughs> My image well, search. And the, I'm gonna post the article, and you can like see the examples. Like, oh yeah, they do look pretty realistic. Yeah, and they look like three. Like when you see them in real life too, they look 3D. Like it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty good. Whoa. Oh well, this one. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah. So anyway, this article. I mean, I highly recommend like reading this article. I thought it was really good because it talked a lot about the different women, a bunch of different women, and like a, a lot of their um a lot of their different perspectives um and it was funny because they said that some a lot of the women that get these it's like the only tattoo that they'll ever will get yeah um but yeah i think it's cool and now he like works with the like um breast and plastic surgeons offices like they like refer him and oh that's cool yeah i think it's kind of interesting because uh you know people who have had mastectomies um they all like need to cope in a different way yeah some women would prefer not to have like you know plastic surgery you know like have Mm -hmm. a reconstruction or whatever and some women do want that um and you know some women would want to have you know like return to normalcy as much as you could so it's good for whoever desires that or needs that um that they have that option yeah it's sweet well, that's the other thing actually that I found when I was looking this up, is um, there's an there's an NPR article about women who had post mastectomy tattoos, and I like you know clicked on it thinking it was going to be like this, and they're actually getting like huge tattoo like art pieces yes. on their chest, and it's really cool. Um, cool. Like one lady was talking about how like hers are all flowers from her garden that like kind of helped her through her like diagnosis and treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like really cool. You know, like all the different things you can do. And it's like, like Corb said, it's like your journey and your way of coping. I think I, I've seen those before. Those are really cool. Yeah, like they're the big, beautiful. Yeah. 
I think it's really important to just call attention to the fact that, like Corbin said, everyone grieves differently and buying pink stuff doesn't necessarily yeah. help them. Grieve. I think it's interesting, too, because for women, I feel like breasts are very obviously a personal thing but everyone has like a different relationship with their breasts Mm -hmm. like how big they are how small they are whether they're comfortable with them whether they're not and for a lot of women uh they play really like intricately into their idea of their own femininity Mm -hmm. and so um you know you can see why for a lot of women it would be important to have realistic breasts Mm -hmm. i don't I guess somewhat related note I've been noticing um, prosthetics mm-hmm. more and more um, as being something that's uh, out in the open I mean you know like people I L- like implants post mastectomy no 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 or... I'm talking about like legs oh, mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like that um, being more open instead of you know covering them up or whatever yeah, sure Which like I, more like designed or yeah, like yeah. yeah i think that's totally cool and and even um things like hearing aids you know mm-hmm. my wife is an audiologist so i hear sometimes about um trends and that and uh even things like hearing aids which i think a lot of people you know in the old days of like my youth yeah <laughs> Would want people would want to cover things like that up and yeah. have them not be as visible. And now they now you can get them in designer colors and sparkly bits and yeah and, well, uh, and, like, and whatever. I've heard of people whose kids have like cochlear implants getting mm-hmm. like a cochlear implant tattoo on their head. Yeah, you know, like I yeah, think it's, it's cool. I mean, I think it's terrific. I, I you know, like if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Also, right. but because they still make the ones that are like sure. discreet, the yeah. flesh colored mm-hmm. ones. It's totally fine, but uh, um. It seems cool to me to, to uh, if not celebrate it, at least, yeah, at least be open about it. Cause, yeah, well, I was listening to this podcast and this woman, um, she uses a cane and she's like, uh, I used to hate it. She's like, but now I have a designer cane. Right. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool, like right. that you have that option. I mean, I guess glasses were the first. That's true. Probably the first prosthetic. Yeah. Device. And those are pretty much a fashion statement. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, oh my I'll, gosh, this conversation has come full circle. That's what we do here on the, you know, like we we intended that. Right, it's all, it's all part of the plan. I love wearing my glasses. I feel like my face looks weird without my glasses. My daughter doesn't like it when I take off my glasses. I think your face looks weird without your glasses, but I think it's just because I've always known you yeah. with glasses. Yeah, yeah. it's but, like part of my face. I mean, my face is weird, but. It is yeah. kind of... It's a face for podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. one of my favorite old-timey insults. We've got a face, face made for radio. For radio. <laughs> um, no, I think it's cool. And and a lot of prosthetics are so um, high-tech looking. I like that look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and others are very... You can get very artistic ones. Mm-hmm. You can make it like really steampunk, which would be sweet. That would be That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. I mean, nobody, I guess nobody in the end wants a prosthetic, but, right. but yeah. uh, if you're going to get it, <laughs> well, I think it would be fun to get one that's cool. Yeah. And I've seen like little kids that like just like stick stickers all over there. So yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so fun. But I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're going to, I mean, you have to have it. Like if you need a prosthetic, you need a prosthetic. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's no way to get around it. So mm-hmm. I think it's cool that people are embracing, like making it their own and yeah. making it unique. 
it's also cool i think to use like the art in like a like you're talking about that lady who uh tattooed the flowers of mm -hmm. her garden because it was meaningful her to her in her recovery yeah to make it about make the art meaningful to the story yeah Yeah. like the art is like part of your story of how you got through it yeah yeah i totally agree and oh this is another cool thing i wanted to bring up so um at least the the nipple and areola tattoos insurance covers those oh really because insurance has to cover um all parts of reconstruction oh that's cool yeah so it's really really cool it's a really good um i bet that okay so i've been thinking that a lot pisses of, the insurance companies off they can get over it i don't I know, care right? Ugh, anyway. who cares about insurance i've right. been thinking a lot about job satisfaction lately um because there's some like jobs at the hospital that i've like come across in a few rotations where i'm like i wish more people knew about this because i bet these jobs have really high satisfaction rates so like for example there's like um we've been looking for a urogynecology nurse to do like urodynamic studies and like pessary fittings and stuff for a long time because ours is retiring because she's amazing but like she needs a break um and i'm like i bet this job has like really high job satisfaction because you have the same patient pool coming back to you over and over again you're actually like helping them with a problem and you like have like a really like specific skill you know and I feel like all those things like help you have high job satisfaction and it, yeah. you like get paid well. I bet like these tattoo artists have really high job satisfaction. Well, you're doing something meaningful. Right. You know, I mean, so many jobs are just pushing papers or, right. you know, it's nice, pays the bills. Right. But, uh, man, if you're doing something that helps the world, that affects the world in some way. Right. Super cool. Yeah. What does uh, this job do that you're describing oh so they do like the um like the urodynamic studies um so it's like backfilling the bladder and then like measuring the pressures at which like you feel like you have to go to the bathroom at which like you or the pressure at which you like have you like cognitively have the urge to go to the bathroom the pressure at which you would normally go to the bathroom and then the pressure at which you like can't hold it anymore is this like occupational therapy for for bladders no it's a it's like a diagnostic test it's for people with like incontinence to see like what kind of incontinence to see if like they need surgery or like a pessary or like stuff like that but yeah it's really cool there's a lot of jobs in healthcare that i didn't realize exist i mean yeah, you know same, back same. when i was a back when i was a teenager and mm-hmm. considering you know like well what do i want to do with my life never would have considered i mean you know you hear about doctors and nurses right right yep but you never hear about all of the other ancillary staff yeah the other professions that like i would probably have a lot of fun being in uh some sort of imaging tech or yeah Something yeah, you like would, because it's I a lot of computers. The, yeah, I love yeah. the buttons, lights, and switches. I know, I yeah. Have. So. I know. I wish, I like, every time I talk to high schoolers that, like, want to be a doctor, I'm like, no, you don't. There's way cooler stuff that you can do yeah, and you can, that I doesn't mean, it, take as much school. Right, and you can make pretty good money doing yeah. these things, you know, oh, definitely yeah. livable wages. Yeah. Um, Especially if you get into, like, a niche job like that, mm-hmm. where, like, you are, like, more, the qual- only like, one. more certified like you have more certifications yeah. and stuff like that specialized training yeah no it's cool so would you do that job if you weren't going I, to be a doctor or were you 
Would you? I think I would because I love Eurogyne. Like old ladies talking to me about their like incontinence and like their pelvic organs is like one of my favorite things. <laughs> like honestly, when I took Eurogyne, that's one of my favorite things too. That's but... when I made the decision that like I wasn't just gonna do OB. Right. Like there's no way that I could like stop doing gyne. Yeah, I love it way too much. What about you, Corbs? Are there jobs that you've thought about like doing besides in the medical in the medical field, but not uh, not physician? Um, I think it would be cool to be an EMT or a paramedic because mm-hmm. I kind of like to like drive around God. and you know just. If Corbs came to save me, I would be like, oh, I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, you she would have something uh, something calming and comforting. Yeah. To say. You're a very calming person. So I think I'd probably like to do that because it's like, you know, you just kind of get to drive around in your ambulance and <laughs> show up at people's houses. And of course, just wants to creep you. on people's houses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just want to drive around in an ambulance <laughs> is what it is. Okay. Uh, I, I bet you can drive around in an ambulance when you're a real doctor, like in your city. You could like ask them. Yeah, I don't think I would want to do something like, here's the thing, being an ultrasound tech would be super cool, but it's so freaking hard. I don't think I could get the pictures. <laughs> Why is it hard? They're so good at They're their job. They're so good at their job. Because it's like this little tiny fetus and you're yeah. like getting like, they literally take pictures of like the palate of their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It's pretty intense and yeah. it's important that they do a really good job and like at least where we are, they do do a really good job. Yeah, they do. They're so awesome. so you're t- so you're talking about the process of of manipulating the sensor mm-hmm. so that they can like really hone in on like a feature of, yeah. A, yeah. of a fetus yeah, yeah that's that's pretty interesting yeah yeah but practice, yeah it's practice, crazy practice. Mm-hmm. it's true I wish oh one thing that I think would be cool to be able to do is be a surgical tech like a scrub mm-hmm. nurse the nurse that like hands the doctor all the equipment they're really good at their jobs they are so good at their jobs i'm like always impressed by them they like a doctor okay so like a doctor like an ob will call something different than like a plastic surgeon will different than like an uh like odo will so like they'll ask for like this instrument and they're like oh yeah and then like sometimes to the students they'll like tell you stuff or if they have like a scrub tech student they'd be like oh yeah and then this department calls it this and this department calls it this but they're all the same thing Seems and very i'm like efficient, how yeah. do you know this it's because they're all named after people oh yeah. so but i'm like oh my gosh how do you know there's like probably probably hundreds of thousands of instruments yeah like different kinds and they know like so many of them it's crazy well and like so at the hospital these scrub techs or scrub nurses um are trained on um different usually they stick with a certain service like you're either urology or whatever and so yeah like a lot of times they put urology and gyne together right you know stuff like that so they see a lot of the same procedures Mm -hmm. and so you know a a good scrub tech will like know the course of the surgery Mm -hmm. and will just have the instruments Mm -hmm. already and so it's pretty impressive to be like i'm certain that a lot of them could do the surgeries (laughs) oh yeah yeah Yeah, i bet they could too yeah. I, no. So, uh, my favorite store in Iowa City is Artifact, mm-hmm. um, and it's a it's a uh, you know cool quirky antique store downtown, and they always have a fairly good supply of medical instruments. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, really? Yeah. That's cool. So, in fact, uh, <laughs> last time I went there, there was a bucket inside the door, like five bucks each for uh, you know these really cool. Are they antique? 
I don't think they're antique. Oh, I don't really. I need a needle driver at home. I don't really know. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, so it's fun to sort through them and try to imagine what each of these individual mm-hmm. weird things is. I mean, you know, everybody thinks of like a scalpel and scissors or right. whatever, but there are so many different oh, yeah. like configurations and doodads and picks and the number of retractors we have in OB is like ridiculous. So many. Somebody had to invent each one of those. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty cool. We were um, using this weird retractor the other day. I'm like, why are we using this? I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. They all look so painful too. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're asleep. That's true. Well, except in C-sections. Anyway. Anesthetized. Yeah. What would be your uh, non-medical job? This is, I'll, Let's end off with this. If you weren't in medicine, what would you do? I never have a good answer to this. I would be an accountant. It's the best, most boring answer. That sounds like the worst answer ever. <laughs> it's like my dream job. <laughs> I think I would either be like a social worker or uh, I think it would be kind of cool to be in media. Right. We are in media. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was going to say. This is like your second job. Mm-hmm. It's my second job. All right, friends. All right. Well, we kind of talked about breast cancer, but moral of the story is support the people that you know that have breast cancer. Support uh, research for breast cancer and anything that helps people. Uh, Access to yeah. screening services. Mm-hmm. And buy pink stuff if you want to, but, you know. Don't feel like yeah. Don't feel like it's helping any much yeah. Yeah. i think that calling your friend that's struggling with breast cancer is better than buying pink sure. stuff yeah sure. man. but yeah so um follow us let's see which one's the shortest twitter yeah at the vagabonds mm-hmm. and then follow us on instagram at the vagabonds pod and like us on facebook we're the vagabonds podcast we have a group get on there talk to each other um and rate and review us on itunes yeah um, my mom reviewed us on Facebook five stars. Yeah, she did. I was like, yes. So, come on, do like Kim Weaver does and but, you know, give us some five stars. Give us some five stars. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mom right. Weaver. All right. Peace out. Bye. Bye.